smart speaker ownership is changing the way people use their smartphones. Smart speakers have created that habit for people to use voice commands on other devices in their lives. And this finding really just emphasizes my previous call to advertisers. The opportunities out there are moving from one device to the next. Hello, and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps marketers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Each fortnight, we bring you a deep diving interview with a marketing specialist from around the globe who can help you gain insights about this influential consumer. Let's hear from our host, Katrina McCarter. Our guest today is the Vice President at Edison Research, a market-leading media research company known for conducting audience and content analysis for broadcasting entities all over the world. As a mum of two, she is also a founding member of the Research Moms, a group of experienced researchers with a specialisation in understanding today's mums. I first had the opportunity to meet our guest back in 2016, I believe it was, on my very first business trip to New York and uh, we bonded over our love of data points and research insights about mothers. I'd love to welcome to the show Megan Lazovic. Hi there, thanks for having me. Uh, It is so great to reconnect and be able to catch up and hear about what you're up to. Yes, it's nice to chat with you. And every time we talk, we talk about having a collaboration. Maybe one of these days we'll make it happen. Oh, I think that we might. We're going to make time for that early in 2022. Now, Megan, today we're actually going to cover off two different research reports that have been undertaken by Edison Research this year. The first one that we're going to look at is the Australian Smart Audio Report. And the second research deep dive we're going to do is into the Spoken Word Audio Report, which I understand has only just been released in the last week. Can you tell us a little bit about both studies, maybe when they were taken, the sample size, just so we've got a bit of context for our discussion that we're going to have today. Sure. The boring research part uh, with the methodology. I'll, I'll try to do it quickly. The Smart Audio Report Australia was sponsored by the Commercial Radio Australia. Uh, and um, in April 2021, Edison Research conducted a national online survey of 5,000 adults aged 18 and older. Now, this study was modeled after the smart audio report from NPR and Edison Research that we conducted for a couple years in the U.S. And that's great because it allows us to compare the findings from both countries. And then I the love more, that. Yes. Uh, and it gave me an excuse to talk to you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, the spoken word audio report is a study we conducted in the U.S. more recently in a partnership with NPR. Uh, this report we released earlier this month, it, it draws from Share of Year, which is a daily diary study that measures the time Americans spend with all types of audio. Share of Year is a national sample of over 4,000 people in the U.S. who are age 13 and older, and that has been tracked since 2014. 
And we also conducted an additional national survey of 1,000 spoken word audio listeners aged 18 and older in the U.S., and we conducted in-depth qualitative interviews to understand the listening behaviors and motivations of these spoken word audio listeners. I really appreciate it. It's always just great to get the context. So, Megan, the first one that I really want to deep dive into is the Australian Smart Audio Report. And I'm hoping that you could share with us maybe the top three findings from this study and their implications for marketers and business owners. I know that that's a big, broad question, so please take the floor. Sure. Well, finding number one would be smart speakers are increasing the time people spend with audio. Smart speakers encourage listening to content such as music and news from online audio and AM, FM, DAB plus radio throughout the home. The implication for this is that these listening habits are creating opportunities for advertisers and content creators. We all should be asking what new ways can we better serve and better target listeners through voice assistant technology. Finding two is that smart speaker ownership is changing the way people use their smartphones. So smart. I love that. It's very cool. Um, Smart speakers have created that habit for people to use voice commands on other devices in their lives. And This finding really just emphasizes my previous call to advertisers. The opportunities out there are moving from one device to the next. And finally, finding three, voice assistant usage is growing. Australians are becoming more comfortable with voice assistant technology across all devices. And again, the implication for this is the same as before. Opportunities in audio are growing from smart speakers to smartphones, to just voice assistants everywhere and anywhere. Mm, Really, really change, a big change in media habits here, which I love you pointing out and highlighting. I want to ask you, was there anything in in the Australian research that actually surprised you? Well, 17% of Australians owned a smart speaker in 2020, and that jumped to 26% in 2021. So that's an impressive jump for sure. Is it surprising? I know that this technology is growing and we saw it growing in the US. Quite honestly, a lot of the findings that we saw in Australia mirrored what we found in the US that were also interesting findings, just not completely surprising because we're seeing it elsewhere. One example is, and, and you might love this, how we saw that parents who owned a smart speaker were heavier user, users of the devices than non-parents. That's super, super interesting then for our audience uh, who are wanting to engage. I just want to take a step back and and actually say that lift from 17% to 26% over a 12-month period is actually quite a significant jump when we compare it with the previous years. So uh, that to me has actually surprised me being an Australian researcher to see that significant uh, lift over the 12-month period. Yeah, for sure. Um, And in both the US and Australian studies, We found that owning a smart speaker has led to listening to more audio. Uh, However, Australians were more likely than Americans to agree with that statement. 59% of Australians agree they are listening to more audio since getting a smart speaker compared to 55% of Americans. So that's pretty cool too. Like you said, that big leap from 17% to 26%, they're they're really catching on um, quite rapidly. 
Yeah, I really like that. So uh, I guess delving in a little bit more deeply, you've already given us one comparison. How does the Australian market compare to the US market, uh, which you know I know that you're doing reports on every year? Are there some dis- key distinctions that you might be able to share with us? Yeah, well, it's a little different uh, just because of timing. Smart speakers were introduced to the Australian market a little after they were in the U.S. So ownership in terms of numbers, we see Australia is a little bit behind the U.S. adoption of devices. So 26% of Australians age 12 and older own a smart speaker compared to 33% of the U.S. population today. Another notable difference would be that Google leads in Australia and Amazon leads in the U.S. 24% of of the Australian population owns a Google speaker and 3% own an Amazon speaker. And in America, 13% own a Google smart speaker and 24% own an Amazon speaker. I'm really curious about that one because that's one I've been tracking for a a while. I'd, I'd be curious to get your take on why that is. Well, it's first whoever was first to the market. Amazon was first in the U.S. and um, and I'm you probably can tell me better than <laughs> uh, about Australia. We, uh, yeah, we saw a lot of uh, Google Home promos, so a lot of even gift with purchases where you got a free Google Home early in the early days a few years ago. So Google went out far more aggressively here. So were there other distinctions as well? I think I cut you off from from sharing one more. There are a bunch, um, sort of say following that same pattern. Australia is a little behind in um, some of the measurement when you compare to U.S., but still sort of following the same patterns that we see. Yeah, okay, okay. Now, listen, I know uh, that smart speakers are typically kind of used while someone's doing something else. What are some of the activities that you're seeing consumers are doing while they're engaging with their smart speaker? Well, the top multitask is doing chores, both for U.S. and Australian studies. It was pretty high for doing chores. 67% of Australians said they do chores while using the smart speaker. 63% said they do cooking. They're entertaining. They're getting ready for the day. They're getting ready for bed. Pretty much anything someone says they do throughout the day, the smart speaker or voice assistants are there with them. But again, something you'll find very interesting is that everything I mentioned is higher among parents. So parents who own a smart speaker are more likely to be doing this multitasking. So 67% of the total Australian population are doing chores while using the smart speaker, 68% of parents. Cooking is 63 for the total, 66 for parents. Uh, Working from home, 47% for the total, 56% for parents. Pretty much across every item, parents are just more actively using the device throughout the day. Your podcast host, Katrina McCarter, has launched her second book, Called the mother of all opportunities, this book has been written for board directors, C-suite, senior marketers, and business owners to shine a light on the enormous opportunities for growth which exist in the mum market. Katrina demonstrates why now is the right time to rethink your relationship with the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Fast track your brand and build a competitive advantage by gaining critical research-based insights into this massive and underserved market. If you live in Australia, you can get your copy from www. 
marketingtomoms.com.au forward slash book. If you live overseas, you can get your copy from Amazon. Now, I know that you are a mum of two. I'm curious to ask you, how many smart speakers do you have and how do you use them? I honestly, this is embarrassing. (laughs) I have lost count. (laughs) Of how many you have? I think I'm probably up to 10 right now. That's that's partly because uh, I study smart speakers. So. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've gotten a few. Like I had a bunch of Amazon devices and then I decided, well, I probably need some Google devices so I can get familiar with that. But it's also because I liked having them. Once you have the device in one part of your house and get used to using it, you want to start using it in other parts of the house. And you mentioned Google doing all those promotions earlier when they were introduced. They are um there are lots of opportunities to get them at a at a reasonable cost. So I have them in my kitchen. That's kind of like our home base where my kids will ask what activities they have going on in the day. I have them upstairs in the bedroom. My daughter listens to The Rabbit Who Wants to Fall Asleep every night. It's an audiobook uh, that she listens to on Audible. That's how she falls to, falls to sleep every night. We listen to music in the living room. It's sort of like Every room has its purpose or its its use case. It's really convenient for my family. And as I've done the research over the years, too, I, I know that it's, it's not just me. People like having that that convenience uh, uh, of voice commands in, in every part of the home. Mm, it's so interesting. I got my first uh, Google Home uh, late last year, but I'm certainly lagging behind you. I only have one and it's in the living room and predominantly gets used when I'm wanting to listen to music or people in the house want to listen to music. Megan, I want to actually touch on the voice assistants uh, because I know that you covered this off in your Australian uh, report, in your research. Can you tell us about what it uncovered about Australians and their use of voice assistants? Yeah, well, uh, when we first started the smart audio study in the U.S. years ago, we only measured owners of smart speaker devices because that was really the technology. Amazon introduced this device. But then over the years, the space has changed so much that we had to start studying the use of voice assistants outside of just those smart speaker devices. And the voice assistant is quite popular in Australia, as we have found out. Our study found that four in 10 Australians use voice commands. 30% of those who use a voice command on a smartphone use it at least once a day. Uh, And it is interesting, though, to compare usage among smart speaker owners. 67% of those who use a voice assistant on a smart speaker use it at least once a a day. So if you're a smart speaker owner, you're, you're using it, or more smart speaker owners are using it every day compared to voice assistant on the smart phone. So that habit levels are a little bit different there, but we can see voice commands are expanding outside of the smart speaker and moving on to devices like the smartphone. So it's likely as more people own smart speakers in Australia, they will develop the habit to use voice commands and start using voice assistance on other devices as well. Oh, and there was one more interesting point from the study about the, the use of voice assistants. If you think of the term voice assistant, 
it's meant to assist you uh, to handle the details that you don't always have time for. Uh, and it lives up to that name for many because 70% of voice assistant users in Australia agree that using voice operated personal assistants make their lives easier. It makes sense this, that this technology is appealing to a parent juggling multiple calendars and activities and interests. So that sort of speaks to what we were saying earlier about having smart devices in in every part of the home or even just having that voice assistant on your phone, in your pocket. It just makes life easier and it's a technology that's appealing to everyone, but especially parents. I just think it's such a key insight that you've that, that you've uncovered in terms of those that have got the smart speaker are more likely to use the vo- voice assistant. I just think that this is really highlighting a, a very significant change in behaviours of of consumers and particularly parents. So this is just so important in terms of uh, uh, marketers and business owners to be aware of this shift that's taking place. Yeah, people are developing new habits. Are they ever? So how are brands interacting with parents via the smart speakers and voice assistants? Like are there differences that you see? So this is a big question. The differences that you see between the Australian and US brands and how people are interacting with them? Well, there are some cases where brands have put together a smart speaker skill or app that lets them interact with the users directly. Like um, for example, Starbucks. They they can, there's an app that lets you order your usual drink or banks or credit cards can let you check your balance using their skill. Uh, But a more realistic way to think about the brand consumer connection when, uh, when it comes to voice assistant technology is uh, when you consider the top three weekly uses on the smart speaker. So 65% of Australians listen to music on the smart speaker every week. 56% get the weather every week, and 53% use the smart speaker to answer a general question. The number one use case, as I mentioned, is music. So unless they are listening to a subscription service, these listeners are regularly hearing messages from music providers. And that certainly makes a case for ad buys in audio and the expanding case for it. And then I'll also point out, again, that number three item on the list of use cases, search. Um, And search is so important for a brand. Voice assistants have made SEO even more important than it was before. If someone asks, hey, Google, are there any kid-friendly events this weekend? Google will hopefully serve them what they need. And it's up, up to the brands to make sure that whatever people are searching for, that's available for them to find. So In that way, if you're thinking about it in the expanding opportunities for audio and how important search is becoming with with voice commands, there is no difference between the Australian and the U.S. market. It's what is your brand and how are you trying to reach people and who are you trying to reach? Oh, it's so fascinating. And I think it's so important, given that we're a, a little bit behind in Australia uh, versus what you've seen in the US, I think now's the time to be getting in and, and getting your learnings as an Australian brand or business in that voice search area. So yeah, thank you for pointing that out, Megan. I'm keen to actually turn and talk to the spoken word audio report now, if we can. Again, I want to ask you, what are the top three findings that you think might be most relevant to our audience of marketers and business owners? Okay. Well, first finding is that spoken words share of audio in the US listening has increased 
by 40% over the last seven years and 8% this year, which is an incredible growth. Uh, And the implication here is that spoken word audio is a good investment and it deserves a growing piece of ad dollars with this increase. Finding number two is that spoken word audio's growth in the U.S. is driven by large increases in women, in young, and in multicultural audiences. So especially with the growing popularity of podcasts, there is more and more content available out there to satisfy these new audiences and new ways to reach these new audiences. And then finding three, while most listeners cite the ability to multitask as one of the main motivations for listening to spoken word audio, young and multicultural audiences are more likely to cite other reasons such as connection, education, new perspectives, and self-improvement. And the implication here is that these listeners have a deep connection with hosts and content, and that creates really, really engaged listeners who are more receptive to messaging from hosts and brands. That is, that last insight is huge, Megan. I love that. I, I love that, that that opens up some huge opportunities there for, for brands. Needing an energetic, dynamic speaker at your next conference or event? Katrina McCarter, your host of Marketing to Mums, the podcast, speaks around the globe on all aspects related to marketing effectively to mums. You can download her speaker kit at katrinamccarter.com or contact her directly on LinkedIn via her profile, Katrina McCarter. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked you with the other report. What about, was there anything in there that surprised you? And I'll say the same answer, not quite surprised because we've conducted this research before, <laughs> but it's the, th- it's the third consecutive year that we've conducted the spoken word audio report. And it was pleasing to see that the growth of spoken word audio has not yet plateaued. I wouldn't say I was surprised by it, but what really did amaze me was some of what we learned in the qualitative interviews uh, with the spoken word audio listeners. This year, we decided to interview young listeners over Zoom. And while I've conducted interviews with spoken word audio listeners before about the many benefits of listening, the young listeners seem to be so much more open to learning from spoken word audio. Uh, So many of them spoke about self-improvement education, even mental health. Um, I was surprised that they were so open with me, but also that they were so keen to use spoken word audio for that type of self-improvement. I love that insight. I think that that opens up incredible opportunities. And I, again, I love seeing this changing behavior happening through, I, I'm assuming you're talking about the Gen Z audience there when you're talking to young listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, I would include young millennials as well. Um, we spoke in, in terms of the quantitative research, we did see that some of that talk about education with them as well, but in the qualitative research, yeah, the generation Z. Okay. Ah, really fantastic. I I love digesting all, all of this research. So look, we've now gone through and we've heard some of your key findings from both of those reports. 
What are some of the recommendations that you would make for brands and businesses that are wanting to really to connect and engage and grow their relationships with mothers? Is there any particular advice? Uh, I know I give two questions in one. Is, Is there any particular advice that you'd tell them they need to do over the next 12 months? What would that be? Well, one theme that came up in both of these studies is the topic of multitasking. Smart speakers and voice assistants help moms multitask. And for that, they are so grateful. So let's pay attention to that in terms of what brands can do in the next 12 months. So the Smart Audio Report shows that parents are more likely to use smart speaker features than non-parents. I've conducted interviews in the U.S. with moms of newborns and toddlers who find their hands full, literally, and the convenience of voice commands are so essential to them. I've also talked to parents of older children who are happy to have a device that brings the family together, that gets the kids away from their screens, and lets them listen to each other's favorite music or even silly queries. It's just something that those parents of older kids are also really grateful for. Uh, And that's important for marketers to understand just how valuable these devices have become to families. A smart speaker is not a gadget. It is so much more. So if you can understand its power and find a way to harness it in ways that help or delight families, that's really, really going to benefit your brand. And then that same theme, multitasking, is huge for moms who listen to spoken word audio. Spoken word audio allows moms to pursue her interests even when she's drowning in dishes or laundry. So turn on a podcast and suddenly washing the dishes or folding the laundry does not seem like such a chore. When you're a mom, you can become, you know, I mean, I've certainly experienced it. It's so easy to lose yourself in these tasks in the needs of everyone in your family. And I'm not saying that spoken word audio is the solution. Date nights and girls nights and career or personal goals are so important (laughs) to you. (laughs) But when all of that just seems so hard or so impossible uh, to, you know, to find that moment for the self-care, when there's a mound of clothes on your bed, turning on a podcast is a small way to feel like you're doing something for yourself while also doing something for everyone else in the household. Mm, it's really interesting. I love that point uh, that you spoke to earlier about how mums are using their smart speaker uh, with their kids to keep them off the screen. I mean, this is something that I've really observed being in households with young primary school children. Mums seem to really almost rely on that smart speaker to get the kids off the TV or or streaming and ask questions on their smart speaker. So they use it as a great way for the kids to actually get educated and ask their big why questions as well and take a break off a screen. So I've really, really seen that in households here in Australia. Yeah, there are parents who are concerned about, you know, the number of minutes they have in front of a screen. And so that's one way to, you know, really just, you know, take away that screen time and and give them something else that they can interact with, but which I totally understand the practicality of that. But then on a deeper level, because it's audio, because you're using your voice, you are listening to your child interact with that smart speaker. You're getting insights into your child and their curiosities. You know, think even for teenagers, what are they typing on their phone? You don't know (laughs) what their Google searches are, but if you're in the same room with them and, and they ask Google a question, 
that's just the starting point for so many possible conversations and insights into your child and and meaningful feedback on both both parts when a parent plays a song that they enjoy and their and introduces it to their child so it's just sort of this this loop this in between between the parents and the kids and it it can work both ways and really enriching the relationships yeah absolutely i've bonded a lot with i've got three teenagers and with my youngest one is is just obsessed with music uh, music is life for her and she's introduced me to so many different artists as well through the smart speaker so one of the questions megan that i really wanted to ask you is there's a lot of options i guess in terms of audio there's you know we've got podcast there's the voice assistant there's there's all sorts of different mediums there do you think that brands targeting parents which one should they be prioritizing Well, the biggest platform seeing growth in spoken word audio right now is podcasts. I honestly think finding the right brand for you or the right partner that, you know, the right voice that aligns with your brand goals is the most important thing. And that could be on a podcast, that could be on radio, that, that could be anywhere. But in terms of the platforms that are growing the most in the spoken word audio universe, that is podcasts. And certainly there's so many podcasts out there that you can use to target women that you think would be interested in your brand. And and these voices, they not only have a ton of listeners who tune into their content, but they also have this bonus of a sense of community where listeners talk to each other on Facebook groups. So when you do put money into a podcast, you have these engaged listeners who really trust the host and are looking for recommendations from that host. Mm, I I certainly see that. Look, if people wanted to kind of learn more and maybe delve more deeply into both of those research reports and perhaps learn more about the work that you're doing at Edison Research, what's the best way uh, for people to do so? Recordings of both webinars are available on edisonresearch.com or you can email us at info at edisonresearch.com with your questions. I'm also on uh, Instagram and Twitter if you want to look me up, Meg Laz, and uh, you can uh, message me. I, I love to talk data and all things audio. I can tell you, Megan does love to talk data and and research. We, uh, as I said, we really bonded over that back in in 2016. So please feel feel very free to reach out, and I will make sure that we put all of those links into our show notes. Megan, I would love to thank you for um, sharing you know those very rich research insights from not one but two recent studies, and for being part of Marketing to Mums the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. It's great to have you. Thank you. I love speaking with Megan and hearing that data-rich insights from not one, but two reports. For me, gaining the insights about how Australia compares up against the US is sheer gold. Now, I challenge you as marketers and business leaders to think about what does this mean for your brand and your business? Do you need to start exploring voice search and considering new techniques to keep pace with these changes in consumer behaviour? Now, if you're interested in learning more about either of those two reports, please head over to our show notes. You'll find them on the Marketing to Mums website under podcast, and you'll have all those links available for you. Until next time, thanks for listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast. 
You've been listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps you drive sales and profit in your organization by developing a deeper understanding of the world's most powerful consumer, mums. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review and tell us what your key takeaway was or who your favorite guest was and why. If you would like to get the show notes from today's episode or any of the links mentioned, all you need to do is head to marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't forget to sign up to receive an email to let you know when the next episode is released. Thanks for listening.